Hello and welcome to episode number five of the Much More Football Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Lippo, alongside Mitch Farnsworth and Mitch Bala. Let's start the podcast, Mitch Bala. I know you have some words. Yes. This past week in the college football world, we lost a valuable mascot. Air Force's mascot, Aurora, the Falcon, tragically passed away at the age of 23 years old. A moment of silence for the loss of Aurora. Thank you. And we're back. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, Mitch Farnsworth. Hey, guys. <laughs> you okay, Mitch? Are you, are you, are you over I, the tragic passing of Aurora? I know it's tough. It's tough. Still, I'm still heartbroken. I yeah, know, it was tough. I saw tough. that at the gym the other day, and immediately... I stopped my workout uh, to respect the troops. Got on one knee. It was, troops, guys. it was tough. Big troops guy. I, I automatically switched my pump-up workout playlist to the national anthem for the rest of the time in the gym. And just... Uh, what a hero. Just stood there for an hour with my right hand over my chest to my heart. Because I respect the troops. Big troops guy. But to get into the show, uh, the number one team in the country at the time last week, Clemson Tigers. Almost lost, narrowly defeated North Carolina by a score of 21-20. to 20. Um, So, Mitch Farns, let's start with you. What did you see in this game? I, I was really surprised by North Carolina after, you know, the great start to their season. They beat South Carolina, and then they kind of – then they had lost, I think, just a week ago before that game against Clemson. They lost to Appalachian State. So, Yikes. I know a little thing about that. So, yeah. you know, keep on going. Um, but they really showed well. I'm getting kind of – kind of worried about Ty, uh, Trevor Lawrence a little bit, guys. Yeah. He's thrown eight touchdowns, but he's thrown so far. So, um, and he's got to clean up that a little bit. The schedule is favorable for him, so obviously, you know, Clemson's going to make an easy trip to the ACC championship game, but still, North Carolina gave him a run for the money at home, um, and then it went into that two, you know, they went for two after they made it 21-20, to uh, I like the call to go for two, and, you know, obviously not the best play call going with an option uh, at the, their own two-yard line. I know you guys have some feelings. I think you guys have the same kind of feeling on it that I do, but I just want to, you know, let you guys talk for a second about it. Right. Uh, we both were saying that, like, we like to go for the two, go for the win. You're the home team, have the chance to pull off one of the biggest upsets in recent memory, but an option pitch to the right, a sweep, combination, it just, it just didn't work out. I mean, what did you think about it, Bala? I, I mean, I love the call going for two. You're at home. You had no business. Well, we'll put it this way. Before kickoff, nobody thought North Carolina had any business being in that game. Not at all. Um, you have momentum on your side. You have the number one team in the country on the ropes, defending national champions. You take a risk. And one thing that nobody's talking about is, if this is I think if this is North Carolina last year, this game's over. But with Mac Brown as their coach, someone who's won a national championship, yep. has coached tremendous athletes that have gone on to the next level, I think he can get the best out of this team. Agreed. However, North Carolina still does not have the type of skill players that Clemson has. So that play call on the two, two-and-a-half-yard line of running a option sweep to the right was terrible because Clemson has amazing athletes. You know, yeah. these guys from North Carolina aren't five stars. And – it's different if you're running that play on the 50 where the safeties and corners can be 10, 15 yards back. But they're all right when there. When you're at the two, two-and-a-half-yard line, the guys are within seven yards of you. Yeah. And that speed is too much for some teams to overcome. I love the call going for two. It was the wrong play call. 
Trevor Lawrence has looked like he's regressed a little, and I think part of that is because he was a true freshman last year. There was no film on him, and now there's been a year of him playing, and teams can see what they need to do to stop him, and I think that's what we're starting to see here. Yep. Uh, Coming into this game, Clemson was favored by four touchdowns, so them narrowly winning dropped them down to number two. Alabama is now the number one team. Do we have any final thoughts about this scare before we move into this week? Uh, I can I say something? Yeah, yeah. go right ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, Clemson. I'm glad they they're gonna be lucky that they have a bye week this week. You know, it's it, it kind of gives them time to reflect. I think to make this final, you know, run to the end of the season. But definitely that scare last week definitely gave them a look. They now they have to look in the mirror and see, you know, what they can do. They know their mistakes and everything, and you know. They've got an easy schedule ahead. You know, right. It's going to be big for Clemson to see how they jump, uh, bounce back after that, you know, nest a very close law win there. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said there, Mitch. Uh, Clemson's off this week, and when they come back, they have Florida State at home. Florida State sucked this easy year, one. so that'll be a win. Yeah, it'll be an easy one. But uh, not many huge games this week, uh, but there is the one big one in the SEC, two undefeated teams going at it, Auburn. Uh, at Florida, Auburn's favored by three and a half points. Auburn and Bo Nix have passed every test. Mitch Baller, do they pass this test? Yes, yeah, so Auburn passes this test. I really don't even worry. Um, I know later we're going to talk about something new that we're doing when it comes to rankings and everything. Yep. Um, and I believe I still have Florida in that top ten compared to some others. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was kind of a toss-up. I do not think Florida is a very good they team. They haven't really played nobody. I don't think Florida – they were got a scare at Kentucky, and I think Kentucky is not nearly as good as they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the only saving grace they have is this is in the swamp, correct? Yeah, this is in the swamp. So that – is it a night game? It is 3.30. 3.30. So, yeah, it, I mean, if it's a night game on the road, I think it's always going to be tougher. 3.30 kickoffs are a little odd. I think um, I see Bo Nix continuing what he's been doing, lighting up other teams, and I think Auburn goes into the swamp and will hand Florida a loss. Mitch Farnsworth, your thoughts? I'm kind of going to go with him. What he, uh, Mitch, Other Mitch said, um, Florida's got a new quarterback. Felipe Franks went out for um, during that Kentucky game, and Florida, you know, in that Kentucky game, had to make a huge comeback to beat Kentucky. And, you know, he hasn't really been tested it's been Tennessee and Towson last week he played. So, you know, he's very unproven against a team that's in the top ten now with a, an elite defense that I see at Auburn. Um, Bo Nix is getting better every week. He's already got that big game feels of wins at Oregon, or, uh, in the neutral site game against Oregon, and he went to Texas A&M and won there too. So I, I feel like Auburn wins pretty handily here. Um I didn't have Florida in the top ten. Like, we had our own rankings we'll talk about a little later, but I dropped Florida out because I just don't think, you know, with this new quarterback they'll have anything to go against Auburn. I think my my score prediction is Auburn 42, uh, Florida 21. Wow. That's, that's wow, high scoring. That's a, big, that's a big gap, too. Because I look and I see Florida has only given up 8.8 points allowed per game. So, but in those games, I mean, they yeah, gave – Yeah, against Towson. Yeah. Come on, hey, home, home of former Brown, Terrence West. Tennessee, they only gave up three points. And then, That's Tennessee. Yeah, they I lost know. to Georgia State. They obviously haven't seen a, a quarterback like Bo Nix who's putting up 38 points per game. And I think Auburn 
I mean, you guys, I know we said on a previous podcast, you guys don't think Auburn can compete with Alabama, but I really do. I think Auburn could upset Alabama this year with the way they're playing. Uh, Auburn is home for that Alabama game, and I think they beat Florida pretty handedly. I'll go with a score of 38-17 to 17, Auburn. Do you have a prediction for this, Mitchell? You know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not good at score predictions. That's fine. Um, I just like Auburn in this game. Um, Mitch threw that big gap out there. I, w- I will give Florida, I think, although they have not been tested, Mitch is correct, um, they are going to be at home, which yep. is going to help. So I do think it will be a little bit closer than that. But, yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. Over under 48 and a half. For the uh, total? Yep. That's 24 points a team. Um, I think you got to go over. That's tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and take the under. Take the under. I'll take okay. the under. Yeah. All right. And then, do we have any final thoughts for this game here, boys? No, I'm good. I'm, We're I'm good just to ready go. To defense again. I'm, I'm. I think they're one of the best in the country, and that all that you know. I'm, I think that's why the Auburn definitely gets the advantage over Florida here mm-hmm. with having the quarterback. So moving right along, we have Iowa. At Michigan, Michigan favored by minus uh, three and a half. For me, this is a must-win for Harbaugh. Um, one of the biggest games of his career, not in terms of not really competing for a championship, not like Ohio State late in the year, but biggest game for job security, uh, in my opinion. They have a real tough schedule coming up. They still have uh, Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Ohio State later in the year, and they have a lot of... Yeah, the Ohio State. They have a lot of tough teams to play. And I'm not, I don't mean to disrespect Iowa, but, I mean, if you're Michigan, you're looking yourself in the mirror. I mean, it's Iowa. You should beat Iowa. You're at home. Mitch Farnsworth, as the Michigan man, your thoughts for this game? It's going to be a close one. It's been always close with Michigan and Iowa. The last four or five times Michigan and Iowa played, yeah, the scores have been 14-13, 24-21, 24-16, 38-28, 30-28. Iowa's won five of the last six meetings against Michigan. So, obviously, back the last one, 14-13, the, you know, in 2016, that ended Michigan's t- national title hopes. But um, it's gonna, they've got plenty of talent on the on the Iowa side of the ball. Torn Young, player to watch for Iowa. I think I'm, He's over 800 yards, I think, of total scrimmage yards. Um, Nate Stanley, he's a veteran quarterback for Iowa. He's 76 passes at 118, about to hit the 1,000-yard mark in the four games that he's played. But they really haven't been tested. Again, it's been middle Tennessee. They played Iowa State, and if I, I'm not sure what would have happened if Iowa State had got that punt. We weren't ever sure. Of course, you know, we all know the Iowa State player runs in his own guy, and they force the fumble. And then Rutgers and Miami of Ohio. They played you know. Yeah. a very hardly tested, you know, Iowa team. They have a bye week involved in there. Um, Michigan last week against Rutgers looked a lot better. Obviously, I feel like they should have because Rutgers 102nd in pass offense, 122nd in rush offense. Did I say I wrote that twice? It was pass offense, 102nd, and 122nd. Oh, we understood. Off. They just suck in general. So we, they, we knew where you were going with that one. I was really disappointed about the rush, uh, rushing for Michigan. Uh, obviously, Shea Patterson had three rushing touchdowns. Uh, he looked a lot better throwing the ball, obviously. But I was really against Rutgers, who has the 110th worst rush defense in the country, or 110th best 
rush defense in the country. I was kind of disappointed that we weren't able to rush the ball a lot more. Ronnie Bell has been a, impressive for me. You know, out of the four receivers, I thought he'd be the last one that be be or be um, that productive, and he's the leading receiver. But uh, it should be a close game, like always. Um, I think I have to scroll down here real quick to get the score. I said Michigan thirty-one, Iowa twenty-one. <sighs> Another big game from Harbaugh, Mitch. We big hate the man, but uh, does he? Big we, game. We were all picked uh, Michigan to beat Wisconsin, and we were all dead and, wrong about well, that. And here's the thing. I'm trying to figure out if maybe I caught a case of the jinxes from you because I thought Michigan had a, a chance, and I picked them against Wisconsin. I was wrong. You were all, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out right now if I trust Michigan again this week or if I'm going to jinx them and ruin Mitch's weekend. And I don't know if I want to ruin his weekend. He had a great weekend last week. He did. You know, Mitch, sometimes you just got to risk it, though. And I think right now we both got to hope that I didn't get the disease from Frankie where if I pick a team, they automatically lose. Yeah. Because I like, I like Michigan this week at home. Um, the, we saw the locker room celebration last week after Rutgers, like Frank said. But yeah, come on. as most people know or should know, they do do that after every win. Um, Don't get many big wins. I think that that win is, is definitely going to carry some momentum. Yes, it was against Rutgers, but that was a team in desperate need of a win and a statement win, and they surely did that. I mean, they beat them so bad, they fi- Rutgers fired Chris Ash. Right. I'd also like to know which uh, person in Chris Ash's life told him to leave Ohio State and take that job. <laughs> that person needs to be removed from his life because that is horrible advice. Yep. And uh, I like Michigan this week. I do. I think they should be able to, and they will handle Iowa at home. I know Iowa is ranked ahead of them, but it is strictly because they are undefeated, I believe. Yep. And I think Michigan has more playmakers on both sides of the ball. Therefore, I'm going to take Michigan this week. I don't have like, – I'm just going to stop my score predictions because every time <laughs> I give one, they're just not even close. Some of yours were good. Last week against Rutgers, you said they were going to put a 40 bomb on them, put 50 on them. You were the only one that said they was – All right, good. Michigan wins by 13-plus this week. 13-plus, Okay. For me, going into this game, uh, more of the same. Jim Harbaugh stinks, um, so and I'm done picking him in big games. I'm rolling with Iowa as the road underdog, and I'm going with the score line of 24-18 Iowa. So, Damn. Where are you getting 18 from? Just think about it. It'll happen. Oh, not this think about it. Oh, no. So, uh, Mitch, I, Farnsworth, I do have a question for you at as I uh, stated in the beginning, this is when... Is it going to be a question about if Jim Harbaugh loses this game, is he going to be back next year? This is not that question, no. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, I'm ready for this one. It is about Jim Harbaugh, though. Would you say this is one of his biggest games in terms yes. of job security? Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Obviously. Because with the tough schedule, you get, you have to you have to handle Iowa at home, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, you're home in the big house. You yeah. have to. Yeah, there's no reason that he shouldn't, so... Yeah. Yeah. So do we have any closing thoughts on Iowa at Michigan? I have none. Yep. I, are we good? Yep. All right. Moving right along, uh, Ohio State gets their first ranked opponent of the year, albeit uh, 25th ranked team in the country, Michigan State. Ohio State is ranked uh, – or not, excuse me, they are favorited by 20 points. Um how do you think they will fare against their first-ranked opponent, uh, Mitch Ballino? I believe this game will start off a little uh, closer than expected. You know, when Miami of Ohio came into the horseshoe earlier this year, they put the 5 nothing spot on them, 
and it was a little odd. Um, they got a really good Michigan State. Got a top Michigan 10 State, Yeah, this is the uh, Ohio State sixth opponent this year. The first time they will face a top ten ranked defense. Um, Brian Lewerke is that their yes, their quarterback? quarterback? Wow, still, yeah. man, jeez, I yeah, tell you what, <laughs> that's another guy that's just been there forever. I swear, they have the most field goal attempts in the nation. Um, and I'd be worried a little bit if I were Ohio State if my quarterback wasn't Justin Fields and my running back wasn't J.K. Dobbins and our defensive line wasn't as good as they were. Right. Um, Michigan State does have a nice history of playing the Buckeyes tough. And in this history, they both have a – they usually both go on the road and beat each other. However, I believe I saw something earlier this week that Michigan State's offensive line is absolutely decimated by injuries right now. Yeah. To a point where if one of their linemen cannot go tomorrow, they will be starting a defensive tackle. Yikes. Um, That's not good. If that happens, I expect Chase Young to just play quarterback tomorrow night for Michigan State with how often he's going to be in the backfield. Yep. I think Ohio State will win. I think... 20-point favorites. <sighs> I think they'll cover. I do think this game is going to get off slow, mm-hmm. and I will not be shocked if uh, Fields and company struggles to move the ball at first. Mm-hmm. However, with the injuries they have, the lack of talent, I think that there is between these two teams. Granted, they're both ranked. I think Ohio State will handle business in front of a sold-out crowd in the horseshoe on primetime television while doing a blackout. Night. Yep. It's a blackout. They're yeah. going to have their special uniforms on. I was just about to say, they're, yeah. they're all black uniforms. They won't against the Penn State the one year and demolished them. These jerseys are beautiful. They are, and I lo- I think the best part about them is the uh, the yeah. Buckeye Leafs on the helmet. Yep, they're, they're red instead of green. And they are beautiful. It looks amazing. I, I expect Ohio State to handle business tomorrow and go into a bye week next. They'll have a week off, which I think will be helped because this will be a tough game, I think. Yep, especially with how good Michigan State's defense is. It will be, has to be tough, but... I have some numbers here for Ohio State. Ohio State is now the only team that ranks in the top ten nationally in both total offense eighth and scoring offense third, and total defense second and scoring defense fourth. The Buckeyes also rank tenth in yards per offensive play and second in yards allowed per defensive play. And I know uh, Mitch Baller normally says that, he said it in the past, that this game's over before the coin toss. And just the, the combination of the shoe with the blackout, and the black uniforms. Uh, I don't see why Michigan State even shows up for this game because I see something along the lines of 42-10 Ohio State. Justin Fields and company is going to be rocking on offense. I will agree with uh, Baller, though. Michigan State does have a, a legit defense. They they are not bums. I could see them struggling a little bit, but that is my take for the game. Mitch Farnsworth, your take on the Buckeyes this week. I'm going to go with Frankie. Um, I don't think, though, I have one disagreement, and I don't think Ohio State starts off slow. Uh, the way they came out against Nebraska last week, they came out quick. They got that early pick. They went straight down the field. It was 21 nothing by the end of the first quarter, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State has won last two out of three in Columbus. Um, Michigan State's defense is great. I could say that. They could play the whole game. You know, The problem is they're going to be on the field the whole game. And obviously, you know, that's fatigue. And then Ohio State's going to break that down. They're fourth, they have the fourth rushing defense in the FBS, 37th pass defense. They, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to make Ohio State or Justin Fields throw the ball. And we've seen him throw the ball. Yep. So obviously, you know, on the other side, Michigan State offense is totally in, inconsistent. They barely, they couldn't put more, score more than seven against Arizona State. They couldn't score 
again, they had to make a last desperation drive to beat Indiana last week. Obviously, that probably attributes to Michigan State looking ahead to Ohio State and then over, you know, overlooking Indiana, obviously. Um, but they can't really run the ball. 83rd in rush offense. They pass the ball a lot better. They're 44th in pass defense. But I think Ohio State breaks them down early. Um, it's at the shoe. I would have gave Michigan. I would have given Michigan State a lot better chance if they were at home. But this is at Ohio State, a night game. I think Ohio State wins handily, 45-13. I'm with Frankie. I'm, I'm just a little more for Ohio State here. Um, and then Joel Klatt tweeted this out. Uh, as Michigan State heads to Ohio State this week, keep in mind that Michigan State hasn't had a touchdown since 2016 against the Buckeyes. Total of nine points in their last two meetings, three field goals. That's it. So, that's Well, well if, if that's the case, then Michigan State – has a very good chance if Ohio State forgets they play tomorrow night and don't show up to the horseshoe. Yeah, if they so just don't if, show if up. If Ohio State doesn't show up, Michigan State, Michigan State really has a good chance, I think. But um, So, yeah, good for good for them. They better hope that Ohio State thinks the game's at noon or maybe Sunday or maybe the bye week was this week. Yeah. You know, ske- schedule conflicts, and uh, it happens all the time, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. So do we have any final thoughts on either, either Michigan or Ohio State opponents this week? I'm, I have none. We, are you good over there, Mitch? Yeah, fine. So before we get into our locks of the week, we, the three of us, have come up with our own ranking system, and we kind of all differed here. We all agreed Alabama was the number one team in the country. I had Ohio State two. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth had had Ohio State three. Mitch Bala had Ohio State four. But one of the biggest discrepancies was um, Mitch Farnsworth had Oklahoma at the number two team in the country. Do you want to explain why you feel like that? I think that they're very – I think Jalen Hurts just changes the whole game for them. He's thrown touch, 12 touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he leads them in rushing also. So um, that's on 16 attempts. He's got 443 yards just on 16 attempts. Um, yeah. I really like the wide receivers. Lamb and Rambo both have 13 and 12 receptions equally, over 300 yards each of them, uh, second in points per game. I know they haven't really been tested. Um, I kind of want to see what they do against Texas. Uh, they're giving, I think, the line on Texas, I think they're giving Oklahoma an 80% chance of beating Texas. Oof. But uh, penalties are an issue for them. They've got eight penalties per game, which is 12th in the FBS. Um, the rush defense is not that good, 70th in the country. Um, but I really like everything else. You know, rushing offense is fourth. Pass offense is fourth. Um, their total offense is number one in the nation. I just don't see anybody stopping them. Uh, I really want to see what they do against Texas because the rest of the schedule looks pretty easy mm-hmm. until maybe Oklahoma State, which is at Oklahoma State, and it's a rivalry game, so it's always tough. But I really like Oklahoma and the way they're playing right now, so that's why I put them at two. Mitch, follow a question for you. Yes, sir. We, uh, Mitch Barnes and I had both had Georgia in the top five. You had them at seventh. Why so low on you for Georgia? Um, I think it's a combination of a couple things for me. They, and maybe it's because Notre Dame is better than we thought. Yep. However, they have not really impressed me. And I'm also looking at it this way. They're not going to stay in the top four because they are not beating Alabama this year. You don't believe so. I don't think they're going to beat Bama. I don't think I don't know if they play LSU or if that's not going to be till SEC championship. If that if LSU they makes do it not play state. LSU. What would he? What say that again, Mitch? Georgia does not play LSU. Yeah. Right. Uh, whoever they play in the SEC championship game, they are not beating. 
Wow. So that's why I'm not even going to rank them up that high. I also don't, compared to the other teams I have ranked ahead of them, mm-hmm. I do not think Georgia is as good as some people want to buy in right now. I don't, Georgia is not a top four team in the country, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have them at what? Uh, you have them all the way down at seven. Down at seven. I, I truly believe there are four clear-cut teams that are better than Georgia. When it comes to my five through eight teams, you can make an argument about where they should fall. Mm-hmm. This week, I just felt Georgia is at seven in my rankings. And then a question for all of you. We, we all had Auburn at number eight. Um, if they beat Florida, do you, do you think it's because Florida wasn't as good, or do we are we going to move Auburn up? Uh, I mean, if, if Auburn goes into Florida and beats Florida handedly, you can't take away that they have a road win against a ranked opponent. Mm-hmm. You can't because if – if, I mean, Michigan beats Iowa, granted they're at home, they beat a ranked opponent ahead of them in the rankings. Right. So yeah. you're going to you're gonna say, oh, Michigan should move up then. Um, so if Auburn goes in and beats Florida handedly and not in ugly fashion. We both had them at nine, and then Mitch Farnsworth did not have them ranked. So for us, this is an eight-nine matchup, yeah. Yes. Um, and I Like I said, I think Florida, I just kind of picked this week for my 10th team. There was a toss-up between a few teams, and it was just tough for me. But, yes, if Auburn goes in and beats Florida, they will move up, I think. I don't know how far they'll move up. I don't see them, you know, for them to get into the top four after this week, there would have to be some major upsets. Oh, there would have to be some, yeah. Even the top five or top six. I think they can move up a spot or two. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just depends on whoever ahead of them, whoever else those teams play. Mm -hmm. But, yes, there's no reason Auburn will not move up. They handle Florida in a fashionable manner. And then, um, Mitch Farnsworth, you did not have Florida ranked in your top ten. You had Texas over uh, over Florida, so why do you think that is? I just don't think Florida, They like I said earlier, I don't think they've been tested um, with the new quarterback, and I think that Auburn will expose them this week coming up um, for who they are. Uh, Auburn has, well, I'm sorry, Texas, I thought, you know, they played that game against LSU. It was a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um that we're gonna sh- we're gonna really see how they play next week because that's the big one at the Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. Um, I think Oklahoma will probably win that game, but I think Texas because of that game against LSU, I really like the way they they played. Obviously, that's the first game of the season, and that really doesn't tell us anything. Or I'm sorry, second second game of the season, so it really didn't tell us anything early. What? But LSU looked really good. I, I'm like one of the best teams in the country, and Texas. At home, obviously, you know, gets that home advantage, but only, you know, lost by seven to a really good LSU team. I think that's a testament to the way they played. And Florida played Towson last week, you know, in Tennessee. They really haven't played a ranked opponent. It's, you know, Kentucky, they had to come back and win. Tennessee lost to Georgia State. They mm-hmm. just played a non-major last week against Towson. I, it's going to be a tough game against Auburn. Um but it's just I think Texas has been a better team just because they're showing against LSU. Obviously, Florida has a tough you know uh, schedule coming up here because they've got Auburn this week, LSU next week, then they have South Carolina at South Carolina, and then you got the neutral site game after the bye week against Georgia. So yeah. Florida's got a tough one coming up. Uh, all these teams, Auburn's got a tough schedule coming up. They've got Florida to, uh, to, uh, tomorrow night at Florida. Then they got the bye week to go to Arkansas. And then the big one, the 26th against LSU at LSU. And then Georgia later in November. And then Alabama, obviously, at the end of the season. So right. a lot of, it's coming up. You know, all these ranked versus ranked opponents coming up in the SEC. This it's is what we live for, baby. 
that's yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. But right now, as I stand, I think Texas should be ranked higher than Florida just based on the opponents they've played. So recapping our top ten combined, we have Alabama at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson at three, LSU at four. Oklahoma at 5, Georgia at 6, Wisconsin at 7, Auburn at 8, Florida at 9, and Notre Dame Fighting Irish at 10 to recap it out. So that is our new segment we're going to be bringing up every week. Obviously, teams are going to move in and out if they win or lose or move up. But moving on to our last segment of the week, um, locks of the week. Um, I know, Mitch Ball, you, you go back and forth, and you just switched it again. No, no, well, I mean, let's just talk. Go, You guys go first. I, I'm, All right. I'm still up in the air right now with my, okay. uh, with my lock of the week right now. So I'll start it off. I have, I'm taking UCF minus 3.5 at Cincinnati. That, that game is tonight. Um, so I just think UCF will expose Cincy. I love Luke Fickle, but I need UCF to win by more than 3.5 points, and I think they will. Mitch Farnsworth, um, I know we just talked about both of these teams extensively, Auburn and Florida, and who are you taking in that game? Auburn, big, I said early, so I'm taking that as my lock of the week. Auburn is favorite by two and a half. I'm going to say it's going to be a lot bigger than that. So I've already called the blow, like the blowout, so I think Auburn wins. That's my lock of the week. Um, Mitch Ball, we are waiting on uh, you. You changed it once well, already in the show? Well, well, well. You know, Marshall? as... As the one, as the great uh, Jermaine Lamar Cole once said, "Oh God, fool me one time, shame on you." Oh my God, fool me twice, <laughs> can't put the blame on you. Yeah, he did oh, say that. God is really doing this. And with that being said, I believe Marshall oh, is a road God. favorite this week at Middle Tennessee. Yep. So. With that being said, three and a half points. Not so fast, my friend, because I'm going to go off the board here, and we're going to go to the Ivy League this week, where Dartmouth is on the road at Penn. They are a 14 and a half point favorite, and I am taking Dartmouth as my lock of the week. Quarterback Jake Pilata, absolute animal, tearing it up. He's just an animal, and you can't pick against that guy. It doesn't matter. It's fair. You know, he he beats anybody and everything. I mean, he. It doesn't matter, Jake. You know, if you guys lose this week, you owe me. <laughs> um, but I'm confident in the uh, big green. Over over two touchdowns, though. Get, need more than two oh, touchdowns. Dartmouth's just going to outsmart Penn. Okay, that's the Ivy League here. Okay, that's fair. D- listen, you don't you don't bet against the big green. I mean, their unofficial mascot is a keg. The keg <laughs> a keg always wins, right? Fair. Yeah. All right. So therefore, my lock of the week is Dartmouth, a 14 and a half point favorite at Penn. Book it now, and uh, Jake, you're welcome. <laughs> So going for the upsets of the week, I'm taking Iowa plus three and a half at Michigan. Like I said earlier, Jim Harbaugh sucks, so I'm that's my that's my only explanation. I need Iowa plus three and a half. Mitch Farnsworth, uh, you love Army always, so keep going with that pick. Oh, hold on, hold on. You guys get on me for picking map games. This guy over here is taking Ivy League games. Uh, when would when did we say that Ivy League was in play? We never established that Ivy League was not in play to that's begin with. There you go. And I don't get on you about MAC teams. I love some action. Frankie does. He's okay, like well, that's Frankie. Let, hey, 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 don't drag me into this one. That's Frankie. Frankie doesn't support the MAC. I do. He doesn't like MAC action. He, he, he doesn't like support the troops. I'm a big troops guy. That's inaccurate. No. So, hey, listen. I like the MAC pick. Um, go ahead with your upset, though. I like Army over Tulane. Tulane coming off that win against Houston. I think it was a Friday night game that a great comeback where they did that fake spike to win the game, uh, fake spike or fake knee, and they just I think right. it was like a 
the annexation of uh, Puerto Rico. That was pretty cool. So uh, <laughs> I, I think, though, Army, that triple option, I've hung with Army almost all year, and I think I'm – they beat UTSA by the amount I needed, and then I had another one, I think, and they won, covered that one too. But I like Army over Tulane. Army is the home underdog. I like Army at home over Tulane. Um, Mitch Baller, you are going real wild this yeah, year. Yeah, you know, I usually have a questionable pick every week, and uh, I just figured, you know, since we talked about Michigan this week, why not pick their next head coach that's going to be the head coach next season after Jim Harbaugh gets canned. Wow. And Les Miles as a 32-and-a-half-point underdog against Oklahoma. That is my upset of the week. They're not going to lose by more than 31 points to Oklahoma. It's in Kansas. Give me the Jayhawks. Did they not just get destroyed by TCU? Uh, we're not going to talk about that. That was okay. week one. You know, everybody starts out slow in week one. Um, that pick probably the worst pick we've had so far. Uh, you know, lie. hey. Well, this week when they only lose by 31 instead of 32 plus, <laughs> we'll be talking about next week why I'm in first place because yeah, I picked Dartmouth. Dartmouth. They let Kansas score. What did he say? I didn't hear you say that again. Can you say it again? Yeah, I said when they Oklahoma puts the cheerleaders in and Kansas is <laughs> a lot of let to go in the end. Zone, well, so well I'm really bad for them. I'm really banking on their bus breaking down. And they can't even show up to the game. <laughs> Therefore, they're not going to lose by 32 points. That's fair. Um, but, I mean, hey, you should be pulling for me here. This is your next head coach at Michigan after Harbaugh gets the canned. The only way is this Oklahoma leaves at the end of the third quarter and Kansas is playing by themselves, and they still might not even cover. Wow. Listen, sometimes you got to take risks here. You're taking an I'm, Ivy League. I'm a risk taking... taker. <laughs> I am taking Dartmouth because I have faith in the Big Green, and I am taking the Jayhawks simply because I, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I just, you guys are... Yeah, I know, you don't know what. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so uh, I'm not going to go against Marshall. Uh, Maryland's already hurt me a couple times this year, so I can't even go back to them. So I'm looking for a new team to support me, and that's why I'm taking the Jayhawks. And, why hey, don't you take Maryland? They're playing Rutgers this week. Yeah, but knowing my luck, Rutgers will pull off an upset this yep. week. So I can't take the Terps anymore. Uh, but, hey, maybe... Uh, I heard there's rumblings that Perry Ellis is coming back for his 70th year Whoa. at Kansas, so maybe he'll play quarterback this week. That, my God. That's yeah, he's out of eligibility for basketball, but he is eligible for football, I think. Yep. This, he is a 69th or 70th year senior. So, Whoa. yeah, he's coming back, I believe. That's breaking maybe, news. Yeah, you think they could beat Oklahoma now? Yeah. That that leadership and experience. It's really broken down. I could tell it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that wraps up our picks of the week. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode five of the Much More Football podcast. Uh, R.I.P. to Aurora. Still, still, yeah, tough one, tough one for the college football community and family. Um, and uh, big, yeah, go, I, go big green, go Dartmouth. Yeah. Shout out Jake Pilata. <laughs> Shout out to uh, uh, Jared Pilata. All right, all right, all right. Uh, episode five, Mitch Ball, Mitch Farnsworth. I am Frank Lippold. Thank you guys for tuning in.